a dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw that God's truth is attacked and yet would remain silent. John Calvin. Telling a woman that she can't be an elder is a nonsense rule. If they claim to be in the body, we let them have it. Donald Trump is going to win in 2020 by an absolute landslide. Because the New Testament is utter horse <laughs> It was created by a bishop and an emperor. That's a fact. That's like established religious fact. Sawing is a blessing from God to make you rich. Well, Jesus is like a lottery ticket. The Lord spoke to my heart. Then very few times I've ever heard God be this articulate with me. And I'm telling you word for word, these words came into my heart. I'm not asking you witness me. I'm asking you to brush his hair. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Master's Dog False Teacher of the Week, episode 62. I am your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So the False Teacher of the Week segment of the Master's Dog podcast was born out of the old introduction video I had when I started this this podcast as a Master's Dog. It was a montage of false teachers that were was set to a really cool song by result uh called no compromised used by permission thank you result uh and it was just 38 39 false teachers all set along this song and somebody came to me and said i don't know who all these people are the ones that i do know some of them i thought they were okay could you break it down for us of why these people are false teachers so with that i took and systematically went through i started with stephen furtick and then systematically went through that introduction video and talked about each of each of the people that was in there and how, what qualified them to be a false teacher. And again, it wasn't just religious people. It wasn't just pseudo-Christian, uh, cultish Christians. I did Oprah Winfrey. I did Donald Trump. Anybody... Again, my my definition of false teacher, I guess that's an important thing to, to kind of settle here because I've had a lot of people, I did Joe Rogan a couple weeks ago, and they're like, well, he doesn't really fit the uh, definition of a false teacher. One, if you saw the clip, if you watch the intro now, which I've revamped the introduction video since I finished that and kept going, now it's a little more versatile, No comp- uh, no copyright claims, even though result was nice enough to give me permission to use his song. Uh, it's still YouTube hit uh, copyright claims every time I used it. So I did a song where a beat that I made on my own phone and, you know, and just made the the intro video. But um, if you see the clip, it's in there right now, and I change it out. So the Joe Rogan clip's not going to be in there in every one of these episodes. But if you go back and look, uh, he he is making a... um, what, how, how do I want it? an academic statement in order in in other words he is teaching from his podcast Joe Rogan has probably the the biggest sphere of influence of anybody out there in social media podcast world anywhere right now he probably has the largest following and when he starts speaking on religion and making authoritative statements like that he has made himself a teacher and the things he's saying is false so that's what qualifies him to be a false teacher. So again, on this segment of the podcast and, and anywhere in the Master's Dog podcast, I don't just deal with 
uh, false teachers, anything that pops up that I feel like I need to address on there, I'm going to talk about. And that, and if that's a, a president, a politician, an atheist, a pot-smoking podcaster, any of these people that start making statements in order to try to teach somebody something that is contrary to God's truth, just like the, co- the quote at the beginning of the intro video, a dog barks when his master is attacked. I would be a coward if I saw God's truth is attacked and yet remain silent. If I see it and it's significant enough that I respond to it, I am going to bark. That's why I call myself the master's dog. Kind of came away from the evangelical norm moniker, which I still throw in there, a.k.a. But the, the, the moniker I go by now more than anything is the master's dog. Because when God's truth is attacked... I bark. And so all that being said, a little background on the podcast. This week's false teacher is a guy that we, I hadn't really thought of him in a while. And just recently, and and some of them were old podcasts and stuff like that, but he just kind of popped back up on my radar. Um, And I didn't know that. And again, so Perry Noble, before I get off on another tangent, Perry Noble is our false teacher of the week this week. So if you know anything about Perry Noble and his background, a few years back, he was removed of the pa- as the pastor of New Spring Church um, be- for different reasons, for alcoholism, stuff like that. Usually I wouldn't deal with something like that. I don't, scandal in a church does not cause me to accuse people of being a false teacher. Um, sin even, I mean, I would not call Artaxerdia who has been removed as a pastor of his church as a false teacher. Um, you know, any of these, any of anybody who's been removed because of scandal or whatever, what does move them into the qualification of a false teacher is one, how they deal with uh, restoration and so on. And I hadn't realized that he actually started another church. So um, he, he was removed for, for alcoholism and, and, Something, I don't remember everything that he was removed for. Shortly after that, he was divorced from his wife of many years. And so, thus what he he has done is he's disqualified himself. According to scripture, he's disqualified to be a pastor. Now, if you continue on, you know, people like him, Mark Driscoll, who's probably going to come up at some point in time. um, You know, if you're not going to take repentance and restoration, you know, counseling, all the things from a, a biblical teacher, not secular counseling. If you're not going to take those things and work towards showing fruit and keeping with repentance, but you're just going to show your arrogance and your pride and just go out and start another church. I mean, we've seen many people do it. We saw, well, Perry Noble, Mark Driscoll, Ted Haggard is probably one of the most famous ones you know, disqualified themselves from the pulpit and then went on and said, you know what? I don't care what the Bible says. I'm going to go on because this is what I think I'm supposed to to do. Excuse me. So all that, there's all that going on. But the reality is, is before he disqualified himself, he showed himself to be a false teacher with some really poor teaching things that he did, just heretical teachings that he put out there. And so those are the things we're going to talk about as what makes him a false teacher, not the scandal. You know, pastors are capable of sin, but they can also be, you know, again, I would 
I would point you to Artazertia, who stepped down from his, voluntarily stepped down from his pulpit. Now, again, he was caught in sin, so voluntarily or not, but he, he recognized he was confronted with his sin. He said, I've disqualified myself. He stepped down. And he disappeared out of the public eye. This is a man who had written many books, who was very popular in the speaking uh, circuits and, and so on. Amazing sermons that this man gave that, that still affect me. I go back and listen to them now. Does, his, his sin does not change the teaching that he did in the past. So, But he would be a great example of what it looks like to truly be repentant, to step down and to be restored. And, and again, it's been years since that happened. I did a podcast about it when it did because I was, I was impacted by that. And so at some point in time, somebody might say you can be restored to the pastor. But if you're just saying against all advice and, and all counsel, biblical counsel, I'm just going to go do this. Well, that, that shows that you're disqualified as well. So, but some of the weird things that, that Perry Noble taught in the past as he was a pastor of this very large church, um, I think they had multiple campuses and so on. Probably what, what first brought him up on, on my radar as I started looking at him going, eh, I don't know about this dude, was a sermon that he gave where he was talking about basically talking about homosexuality, same-sex relationships, and so on. And he started the whole thing out by saying, apologizing to the LGBTQ community um, because of how they've been treated by Christians and, and so on and so forth. Well, one, you don't speak for all of us. Now, I mean, if there's violence inflicted upon them, if there's, you know... It, you know, th- things like that, yes, that's that's sinful. You don't address sin with sin. But to apologize for Christians who are calling homosexuals to repentance, to apologize for Christians who are just simply sharing the gospel and making it very clear that homosexuality is a sin condemned by the Bible, well, well, that's, that's, not, that's not proper. We should not apologize for things that we do with the support of, of scripture. I'll never, again, I I just did a video on TikTok the other day. Um, and a guy who was a Satanist was talking about something. I had, we went back and forth for a minute, but he was like, that guy didn't use my proper pronouns, which is they and them. Well, they and them have meanings and that is plural. And you're not two people. You're not multiple people. You are a guy. And I will call you he and him because the Bible tells me I cannot lie. And to call you they and them would be a lie. And I won't apologize. My video was taken down because of bullying and harassment, blah, blah, blah. But no, it's not right to apologize for things that are done with support of Scripture. And before I get a little bit ahead of myself, one thing I like to do, and I don't know how much I'm going to be able to do on this because his About Me page on his website is weird. I like to give these guys a little bit of... uh, Not ability. I just... I like to to read from their about me, so I'm not just giving my side. I want to say that, you know, let them give their introduction of themselves. So, but he doesn't really do that. Most guys give like a bio and, you know, this is uh, who I am and blah, blah, blah. But he's just, he just pontificates. So this is Perry Noble from his uh 
his about me page on his website, perrynoble.com. I'm blown away that Jesus has blessed me with so much. Today I have more passion for Jesus, my daughter in the church, than I ever had before, and that passion is growing daily. I share my passion about Jesus, and I love getting to see lives change because of what he is doing. People taking their next steps in their walk with Jesus, with Jesus fires me up, all caps. Some people say I'm too enthusiastic, but I believe that, and this is all caps, the tomb is empty, and that is something to celebrate all the time. And, I mean, that's, that's, a, that's true. Here on my blog, I write openly and candidly, which if you already know me, you know I don't hold anything back, about my thoughts on leadership, church, ministry, family, relationships, and current events. Um, blah, 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 he goes on. He th- loves staying up to date with things on Twitter. And so, again, his... His introduction, he doesn't give a whole lot about his background or anything like that. He's just talking about, this is what I do. And the whole thing about writing openly and candidly, he, candidly he's very well known for mocking other Christians, for, um, for just being uh, immature. And granted, I have not watched any of his more recent sermons, but... I hope that he's matured more and he's not talking about sex during tithe sermons and stuff like that. But, um, so what are some of the things that qualify this man as a false teacher? What are the things that he has taught in the past that make him a false teacher that he's never come out and publicly renounced or recanted or any of those things? One, he, he made a, I can't remember how many years ago it was. It's probably been 10 years or more. Um, that he, he said that God had appeared to him. Now, and it, this is initially problematic because, um, one, no man can see God and live. You know, and, unless he were to say, but the, the statement is God appeared to him, not that Jesus appeared. And again, that's even can be problematic if it doesn't hold up with scripture and things like that. But but had basically uh, appeared to him and, and called him and, and told him some things. But one was that the Ten Commandments were not really commandments, but they were promises. Well, one of the commandments does come with a promise. That's honor your mother and your father. But the commandments are absolutely commandments. But he, he made a statement, which is false, that there's no Hebrew word for commandment, which many guys who are far smarter than me with Hebrew and stuff. James White did a really good at the time presentation of why this was wrong, that the word commandment does mean commandment. So, but again, what, what happens with a lot of these false teachers? There are two things that, that will are clear cut signs of a false teacher. One is to question the things that God says. And they do exactly what Satan did in the garden with Eve. Not whether they realize it or not. One is to call into question the things that God has said. Call into question, are commandments really commandments or commandments promises? And that may not seem like it's so much of a calling into God question, but it it actually is. It's doing exactly what Satan did. It's causing people to go, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe so. Um, But then the other thing is, is removing the penalty of sin. You know, Satan said to Eve, you shall surely not die, or you shall not surely die, or however he said it. Um, 
he takes away. He takes away. He says, "There's no penalty. There's no real penalty. God's not really going to do anything to you." You know, we see that with many of the false teachers in the LGBT uh, sphere today. That they're like, "Well, you know, there's, there's no penalty for this sin. It's not even really sin." They question God's word and remove any penalty for sin. There's no hell. Rob Bell, Jory Micah, all these people who are like now they don't believe that there's a hell at all. That nobody nobody is going to be punished for their sin. That everybody is somehow going to be saved. And so the other thing that became really um, a big deal and, and many of your, you know, Todd Friel talked about it on Wretched TV um, and James White talked about it on The Dividing Line. I think Al Mohler probably talked about it a little bit on The Briefing. Doug, I'm sure Doug Wilson talked about it on, um, I think at the time he was uh, doing, no, Phil Johnson did The Pyromaniacs. I think Doug's always had blog and May blog. And so you had many of these people who came out and said, because he, he called what it was called vision casting. And this is the heretical teaching that he gave, that, he said, unless, and this kind of goes in line, I kind of got out of order with the God appearing to him. But he made a statement that pastors, if a pastor does not have an actual vision of God, where God has visited them or Christ has visited them and given them a personal revelation in order to call them to the ministry. And I, I could be getting a li- some of this a little bit, it, the particulars, because it's been years. But essentially, if you have not seen, like almost an apostolic calling, if you have not had a vision from God, then you cannot cast vision for a church, you cannot pastor, you cannot lead. And that is not true. That is absolutely not true. There's no biblical evidence for it. And, I mean, because we have, I mean, there's nowhere, nothing anywhere that says that Timothy was visited by Christ. There's nothing anywhere that says any of the other, uh, you know, early church fathers, Irenaeus, Justin Martyr, um, Polycarp, any of these early church leaders, Athanasius, um, you know, the list goes on and on. Augustine, or Augustine, however you want to, where, where, well, I guess Augustine did claim to have a vision and, and so on. But regardless, this is not a true teaching. This is not true. To claim that somebody can't preach unless they get visited by God is wrong. And then many times you get these people who claim that they've been visited by God, but the things they begin to teach contradict Scripture. Perry Noble is one to be taken an example of. Many of the things he taught, he was very squishy on the on the homosexual um, issues. He's very squishy on other things. He, he talked about if, you know, if people want to go deeper, you know, that they were selfish or, you know, and it was to to want to get, uh, and what well, I can't remember the saying, something about being overeducated as it is. You know, Christians who want to go deeper have already gotten too fat off of whatever. So again, many of the things he te- taught went completely against scripture and Granted, I don't know what he's teaching at his current church now, um, but I know he's disqualified to be the pastor of that church because there's 
been no real evidence of fruit in keeping with repentance after being removed from the pulpit, divorced from his wife, and so on. So all those things combined are what qualifies Perry Noble as this week's False Teacher of the Week. So thanks, guys, for taking some time to listen to me ramble on a little bit. I'm, I'm sleep-deprived, so I, I, I tend to just go all over the place sometimes and get uh, chase. I chase rabbit trails easier when I haven't had a lot of sleep um, because I work graveyard shifts and I've been home and I've only slept for a little bit today. Um, you don't want to hear about that, but so I do, I get a little more distracted if I'm a little bit without uh, rest. So thank you for enduring my, my rabbit trails and so on. Um, thank you for taking the time. We've had a lot of new subscribers to this channel over the last couple of weeks. And that's because of you guys who have liked and shared and subscribed on your own. Uh, if you haven't, if you're new here, please hit the like button, hit the share button. That makes Mr. Algorithm send this video out to more and more people who might want to hear it. You can hit the subscribe button, tap that notification, get all the content that is released here on the Evangelical Norm YouTube channel. Um, as long as I'm able to stay on YouTube. I've talked a lot about vaccines and stuff like that, or as uh, Jeff Durbin calls them, cookies. Um, special cookies. I've talked about those, so I'm always... I'm always watching for the, uh, you know, the boot from the Facebook because I don't fall in line with their, uh, their guidelines. So, but thank you for those of you who have subscribed. If you haven't subscribed, subscribed, please do so now. If you want to leave any comments, if you have suggestions of false teachers, I will investigate them and take a look into them and see what we can do and get them on the on the, the podcast in an upcoming episode. You can do that in the comments here. You can hit me at the Master's Dog on Twitter or the Evangelical Norm or Norm Dunham on Facebook. Um, let me know what you think, and I'm always up for uh, questions, comments, or snide remarks. So thanks again. As always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. Until next time, Soli Deo Gloria.